Hallelujah. So let's just pray over the word. We'll get into the word today. I know Pastor Jerry's got some awesome things. Hallelujah. Rick and I have heard it once, and we're going to sit through it again, aren't we, Rick? It was worth it. Amen. You know, repetition is the mother of learning. Isn't that right? Repetition is the mother of learning. So, Father, we are thankful and grateful to you for your word. We are thankful, Father, that your word is life and light to us. That your word has the ability to transform us and change us into what you have called and desired for us to be. So, Father, we thank you for the impact of your word today in this house. That it impacts our heart, impacts our mind, and in essence, Father, produces a change in life. So, Father, we are grateful that we have ears to hear, that we have mouths to speak, that your word is the utterance within us. That we not deviate and we not distract from your intention, but we hit the target of exactly what you would have accomplished in this service. So, Father, we thank you that there will be no interruptions or interference by the demonic forces, but that we are open and ready to hear and accept your word. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. So, how many of you remember the big white box from last week? Was anybody not here last week? Okay, well, praise the Lord. This is a big white box. Hallelujah. And so what we talked about last week is about how the presence of God, the spirit of God, the love of God, the secret place in God, the Eden of God, all of these things are a place that God has in the spirit a customized personal place for each and every one of us to inhabit. That out here is chaos, destruction, difficulty, and darkness. But when we enter into the presence of God, the peace of God, the life of God, the dominion of God, the protection of God, all of these things are ours for the having in that place. And that God has specifically ordained a place for us to inhabit that we can live life and walk through life with his anointing on us, his life on us, and keep us in this place of protection, security, um, secrecy even, um, prayers answered, the dominion of the king of God, of Jesus. All of these things are in this place. And you remember, you remember this part when I was talking about being hidden in the secret place, I did this. I paid for that the next day. A few, a few too many of those. Amen. Gave me a revelation. You need to work out like this instead. Anyway, praise the Lord. And then do you remember when, when I showed you how we could walk around in this presence? That we could pick this presence up and just walk around with it. It's called the anointing. It's called living and walking in the spirit. That we, it's not a place we just go to, but the more often we go into this place, the more this place gets on us, that wherever we go, it's on us. Amen? And we called that the presence of God. We called it all those different things. And maybe I should flip these over so you can remind, remember. You know, it was the secret place. Remember where the strife of tongues and the plots of men 
couldn't touch us. It was in the spirit, the spirit of God. It was in his presence where the fullness of joy is. It was in the, remember, we even called it the Garden of Eden, the place of answered prayer. We called it the kingdom of God where righteousness, peace, and joy abound. We called it the love of God, fulfilling the mandate to live in love and to walk in love. All of these things are this place that is ordained by God for you personally to inhabit. Hallelujah. And we found out that you can only enter it by being born again. John 3, 5 tells us, unless a man be born again, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. But once we're born again, we've accept Jesus as our Lord. This place becomes accessible for us. We can go into this place when there's all kinds of things coming out. We duck down and hide in this place. Hallelujah. And we conduct our life as it were with instructions from that place. Now, what we are, we need to understand is there is benefits of that place. You want to come up, Jerry? There's benefits of this place that we don't have operative in our life, even as a believer, if we never get to this place, because it's in this place where there's fullness of joy. It's in this place that there's pleasures forevermore. It's in this place. It's not in every place. And you can be a believer and never tend to this place and never experience the benefits and blessings that are available in that place. If I live out here and the blessings and the benefits of God are in there, I am never going to be a partaker with it unless I frequent this place or at least tend to this place. Amen. And unfortunately, sometimes we as believers adapt a tag or a nameplate but never get to the crust and the foundation of life in this earth because we never get to this place. And Pastor Jerry a couple of weeks ago talked about how simple it is to get in that place. You start with just small talk with God. Remember this, God is looking for a way to get closer to you, not to distance you. God's looking for a way to bring you into the benefit and the blessing not to judge you and keep them away from you. God is more eager to be for you than ever against you. He is more merciful than judgmental. He is more accepting than refusing. God is more in love with you than he will ever be angry at you. Amen? Hallelujah. Oh, give the Lord praise, everybody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is good. Amen. Romans 8, please. Romans 8. I never, ever go there, but I thought we would this time. Have I ever told you how much I love Romans 8? Huh? Just a few times? All right. Well, I'm going to Romans 8 today to start. Amen. And I'm going to go to verse 28, a verse uh, that most of us are aware of. Um, you know, we might have a different perspective on it here or there, but for the most part, we're all aware of it. And here's the verse 28. And we know. Look at your neighbor say, you got to know some things. I mean, it works better when you know some things, right? And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Praise God. A wonderful verse. A lot of times it's a verse that gets, you know, it's one of them refrigerator verses. 
Somebody said, what do you mean by that? Well, it's just one of them verses you'll hang on the refrigerator. You have a plaque maybe sitting on your desk or, or a picture on the wall. It's one of them verses, you know, all things are working together for good, praise God. But how many know it says more than that? Amen. I mean, we like to think, you know, as a Christian, you know, no matter what's going on, all things are going to work together for good. And, and uh, it can, but it says to, to those who, what? Love God to those who are the called according to His purpose or His design. I think the Amplified says, I think the Passion Translation uh, brings it out even a little different. I think it refers to it as the design purpose, I think, is what it is in the Passion Translation. Uh, but uh, Romans 8 is my favorite chapter in the book, and the reason being is because there's so much that's in it. Uh, Romans 8 starts with uh, an, uh, an, an imp the importance of having your attention set on things above, having your attention on the things of God. And when you do that, it begins to go through that, that chapter talking about the importance of the Spirit of God leading us. Amen. Being led by the Spirit. Well, if you're never going to give Him attention, you probably ain't never going to get led by the Spirit. Come on, somebody. And then, you know, you know, get, get on further on this chapter, and it talks about that no matter what the enemy's doing, what the enemy's saying, that the price that Christ has paid when, in other words, the reason the Father sent the Son, amen, was to not only, uh, not only save your soul, but also to deliver you from whatever it is the enemy could bring your way. And to cause you to be a conqueror of any negative situation. Because how many know there's a lot of negative situations out there? How many know there's a lot of negative stuff going on around us here or there? Come on, somebody. Now, we've been told not to watch the news, but if you ever pick up the news and watch it, I guarantee you, you'll be, get your mind, uh, uh, you know, renewed to the fact that there's a lot of junk going on. Now, uh, not that we need to have any more of that in our head, but anyway, the point is this, a lot of stuff going on. The enemy is always warring against us, people war against us, things, situations, circumstance, all kinds of stuff that happens. But how many know Jesus paid a price? Amen, praise God, so that any given time you have access to the Father. Somebody say, praise the, Lord. praise the Lord. I mean, that is so awesome, right? I mean, no matter what's going on in your life, you have access to the Father because Jesus made a way for that. Now, in that place, amen, as we've been talking about, in the place of His presence, we have kingdom living. We have, uh, we have garden walking, praise God. Stress-free living, praise God. Amen. We have, praise God, in His presence, amen, all the things that are necessary, amen, that to live this life, to conduct life, and to be successful in life. Am I right? So let's take a look at this verse because as far as I'm concerned, I kind of said this, brought this out in the first service. I'm going to go ahead and say it again, but I feel like verse 28 is the cream filling in the Oreo. Because you got so much said before and so much after it, but really, to me, it's what, it's what brings it all together, praise God, and makes it taste good. Amen. And that is that all things can work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to His purpose. Now, let's define a few things. And first, maybe I'll start at the end of the verse, because it says to love God. Amen. What does that mean? I mean, a lot of folks say, I love God. Uh, but in all honesty, uh, this word here is the word agapeo, which means committed or dedicated. Amen. Locked on. Amen. You're not, you're not just talking something. Amen. You're actually living something. Can I hear an amen? Amen. And the word called here um, is a word that, and in, in most cases, this word in English is referring to an invitation. In fact, a little later in the, uh, you know, in the chapter, it talks, uses the same word in English, called, but it's a completely different uh, Greek word. 
okay? And, uh, but this particular word here in this verse uh, refers to an appointment. It talks about being joined or united to something, okay? So it's talking about here uh, not only loving God, but being united, amen, uh, according to His purpose, and it's referring to His purpose or design for your life. Now, the only way that you're going to really, you know, come into a place of uh, this committed or dedicated love, this union with your purpose, your calling, is you're going to have to be in this place. Because really, that's what it's referring to. That everything you see in this chapter is going to work when you hang out here. Trudy's wonderful little, I had to make this. It was so hard. But the point is, it's a good example. Amen. Amen. I like what she did last week. You know, she, she said, you can take this with you wherever you go. Right? Or not. All right. Well, anyway, you probably should take it wherever you go. The point is this, that in this place is where everything works. Amen. So if you're going you're gonna to say, I, I love God, well, this is a place you need to be hanging out. If you're going to say, praise God, that I'm going uh, to be uh, united with, with His purpose for my life, then I'm going to have to be there. Amen. Now, it says, we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who call according to His purpose. Now, all things work together for good. Uh, this is what we're trying to get across to you today. Amen. It works better when you're in there. When you're out here, not everything works together for good. See, sometimes that's what happens. We as believers, we, we catch a verse like this. We say, yep, all things are going to work together for good. Well, it isn't if you're, hanging out, if you're not hanging out with God. If you're not getting, you're not getting the witness of God, getting the leading of the Spirit. If you're not, uh, you know, standing as an overcomer over whatever the enemy's bringing against you. If you're not standing as the conqueror over the negative situations and circumstances that are coming your way. If that ain't happening, I'm telling you, not everything's going to work together for good. Thank you for all that enthusiasm. So that's why the whole point is this: it works together for good to those who love God. Amen, are committed or dedicated or locked onto this, those who are called or united according to his purpose. And the only way that's going to happen is you're going to have to hang out in here. Amen. Now, of course, we see it by the Spirit. Amen. Now, the Spirit of God was showing me some things. And just, I don't know, I, I kind of wish sometimes I, uh, you know, maybe I could have uh, put some kind of video up here or something that would kind of explain it because sometimes you see it on certain movies and stuff, you know, superhero movies or some kind of crazy thing or something. But you see this, this, this uh, life as a whole is a whirlwind and everything is going, going ballistic around us. And, and you just live life and pretty soon you don't even realize it, you just get used to this whirlwind that's just, you know, going all around, going, uh, going nuts around you. But you'll find that when you kind of come into this place, that even though there's this major whirlwind, when you get into this place, all of a sudden it's like it stops. This is why I thought the video would be cool. We could have done this one. But then, listen, I'm going to show you something. It doesn't just stop. When you come into this place, it begins to shift and go the other way. It's the way it's designed to work. So let me define it for you here. This verse here in the beginning, it says here, you know that all things, let me say all things. Now, this is just a primary word. It just means every, all, the whole, thoroughly, whatsoever. So everybody say all things. So when he's talking about all things, it means all things. Not real hard, but it just means all things. 
Now remember, in context of Romans 8, you know, he's talking about the Spirit of God prior to that. The Spirit of God is there to help you in all your weaknesses, which just means inabilities to produce results. So not everything going on around you is a good thing. You get a little bit further down in the chapter, and it starts talking about the enemy, you know, saying things, doing things, bringing condemnation, bringing shame, uh, bringing guilt. But remember, amen, we don't go by what he says. We go by what the Father says. Come on, amen. We're based, we're, we, we live life based on what Christ has done for us, amen. So who is there to condemn you? Well, it ain't God. But the point being that there's a lot of stuff the enemy's trying to bring a lot of stuff going on, whether we're talking about our own weaknesses and inabilities, whether we're talking about stuff the enemy brings or stuff people bring. Get a little bit further down in the chapter, it talks about persecution and affliction. And a lot of that mess is about what people do. So if we don't go there, all that stuff just sits here and just swirls around you your whole life. So he says all things. So when we talk about all things, he's not just talking about a bunch of good things. He's talking about all things, no matter what's going on. All things. Here we go. Work together. Now I looked it up, and it just means it cooperates. It works alongside. So this is going to make sense here in a second. So all things work together. Everybody say all things work together. All things work together. Now, a lot of this stuff has been working against you. But what God's going to do is shift this so it all starts working for you. So all things work together for, for good. Now, the word for uh, just means motion, uh, you know, or energies or motions move, moving towards something. It means, uh, so when it says for good, it's moving toward good. So everything now is starting to work together Amen. Toward something good. The word good means beneficial, advantageous, uh, all well and good. Anything good actually just means the, the sum of all good. Okay. Okay. Now, the point being making with that is that that's what it's talking about. Everything out here is going a certain way, and there's all kinds of chaos, all kinds of stuff happening. And if we don't get to that place and hang out in that place, it doesn't turn out good. And that's why a lot of times we say, well, you know, that was a good Christian. How come this? Or that's a brother in, in Christ. And how come that? And, you know, I thought that person knew the Lord. And I thought that person one time, you know, uh, you know, prayed this or did that or whatever for God. Listen, it doesn't. What matters is where are you hanging out? Amen. This is where you got to hang out because all of this out here is meaning for your harm, trying to somehow take you under. Whether it's something demonic or something uh, people who, of course, probably being inspired uh, by the, uh, the dark side, hello, somebody. Or whether it just be your own inabilities and weaknesses. All of it's trying to work something against you. But when you come into this place, and remember, it's not difficult to get into this place. It's about as easy to get into that place as it is me walking into this place. He just needs you to communicate with him. Learn to take time and fellowship with him. Commune with him. As Trudy brought out, I believe it was this service also, but uh, it, you know, part of it is about that small talk. Now, it doesn't have to stay there. I believe as your relationship develops with God, 
It doesn't stay small talk. Amen. And you do begin to develop an, a, a, a deeper intimacy and communion with God, and that should happen. But it starts, amen, it's just, it's that easy to get into this place is by starting to commune. The Word says, as you draw near to Him, He draws near to you. Amen. So this is a place that you have to hang out with. Amen. Now, again, that whirlwind is out here. You come into this place, and all of a sudden, it's like it just, all of a sudden, just causes it to stop. And then it causes it now to go the other way. So what was working against you now can begin to work for you. That's how it's designed. Amen. That no matter what the enemy does, in fact, that's why Romans 8 is such a powerful chapter because the enemy's trying to condemn you, trying to beat you down, trying to use everything against you, trying to do whatever he can to somehow knock you off your game. But because of your love for God, Come on, because of your union with his purpose for your life, because you've made the time to connect with him, guess what? It doesn't matter what the enemy tries to throw at you. It's now starting to shift and change, and now things are working for you and not against you. Are you with me today? Amen. Praise the Lord. The uh, message translation of this verse says, we can uh, be so sure that every detail in our lives, I love this, of love for God, in other words, it's based on that, is worked into something good. The New Living Translation says it this way, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to His purpose for them. Now, translation, I know they don't have this back there, but the Moffat Translation, uh, I love how it said this about God's involvement. It says uh, that, and you're going to have His aid and interest in everything. I love that. You're going to have his aid or help or assistance and interest, which means regard or attention in everything. So if we will take the time to, to come into this place that no matter what goes on, amen, God is there to help and assist because God takes interest in all of it. Amen? So what I wanted to do today, and I'm kind of, you know, definitely heading that direction, is that um, there's benefits to loving God. There's benefits to being in that place. There's benefits to garden living. There's benefits to kingdom living. Come on, somebody. There's benefits to the presence of God. There's benefits. And we've talked about several weeks ago, we talked about the rest of God. We talked about the, the fullness of joy and pleasures forevermore, times of refreshment, times of restoration. These are all things that come out of the presence of God. Amen. But I wanted to bring out some more benefits of this because the idea is to get everything working for good in your life. Get things working in the right direction. Amen. That no matter what kind of upheaval is out here, amen, you in the secret place have everything working for you, praise God, and not against you. Can I hear a big amen? So let's look at some keys on this. Let's go to Psalms 91. Psalms 91. Do you got an ear to hear? All right, Psalms 91. I love Psalms 91, of course, a psalm of protection. But I'm going to go back down to verse 14. And it says, because he has set his love upon me. In other words, whoever, you know, whoever's standing for this, the promise of protection and covering, praise God, because he's set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. Look at your neighbor and say, it looks like you need to set your love on God. Amen? Amen. Because you set... Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high. So we're talking about everything shifts and changes. Now all of a sudden, 
Something's beginning to happen. Things are being elevated and changed because he has known my name. Verse 15, praise God. Amen says, he shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble or adversity. I will deliver him and honor him with long life. I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Praise God. Good promises. Amen. Now, the, the, this Psalm 91, a powerful psalm, because it starts off, you got to hang out in the, in the secret place. you got to hang out in the presence of God. It says that he'll deliver you from the snare of the fowler. Praise God. That means that no matter what traps the enemy tries to set, you're going to be steered around it. Amen. What he meant for your harm and evil, somehow or another is going to be slapped back in his face. Come on, somebody. And begin, all of a sudden, God's working for you through something. Come on, somebody. Instead of everything working against you. Now, this is the, one of the verses that comes up. You know, the word says that no weapon formed against you will prosper. Now, who is that for? That's for the people we're talking about, the people that, that are locked on to him, that have set their love upon him, the people, Lord, that are looking to him, that are spending time with him, communing with him, fellowship with him, that no matter what kind of weapon the enemy is trying to form against you, it'll come to nothing. Sounds like a good promise to me. Amen. This is how this stuff works. Amen. Spend time with God, all of a sudden you get delivered from things. Amen. Now, you know as well as I do, you know, we, uh, you know, I've, I think I said this uh, uh, in the first service. I bring it out. You know, when we're talking about coming into the presence of God, we're not, we're not trying to bring this out to where uh, we're trying to, you know, uh, somehow condemn you if you're not there. That's not our point of this series. Our point of this series is to do everything we can, no matter where you're at today, no matter what's going on, to just get you there. We just got to get you there. Amen. Well, you know, I struggle. Well, you know what? Hang out with the one that can help you with that struggle. Well, you know, I, don't, I need answers. Well, then hang out with the one that has the answers. Uh, you know, I, 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 I'm not living where I should be right now. Then let's get to the one, amen, that will tell you how to live it. Praise God. Are you still with me? In fact, you know, grace, that's where grace is. We've done a lot of teaching on grace over the years. A divine influence upon the heart, and then it's reflection in your life. Well, where does that happen? Right here. Amen. Some people say, well, I just, I'm just not empowered to do this. I just can't do this. I don't know how to do this. Well, you get right here. All of a sudden, divine influence comes upon your heart. Amen. And then it's reflected in your life. So you walk, amen, walk along in life, praise God, empowered to do the things you're called to do. Still with me? Look, at there is nothing, there is no reason for a believer to live out here when God has made this available to you. There is no reason for you to hang out here in this, this whirlwind of misfortune and, you know, ill, whatever it is. There's no reason for you to live out here. You might as well just hang out in here. Now, as, as a, a pastor, I'm just going to say this again. Amen. We're not denying the existence of all the ill that's going on out there. We're not denying the existence of all the mess and the, and the issues and the turmoil and the, uh, the whirlwind of misfortune, all that kind of... We're not denying the existence of any of it. I'm denying its right to control me. I'm denying its right to dictate to my, my life and my family. So I made a decision, just like you are too, amen, to hang out here. Because if I hang out here, no matter what's 
going on out there. It's different here. Amen. This is Eden. Remember, Eden is no longer a physical place. It's a place in the spirit. Amen. And Eden will change anything. No matter how desolate, no matter what wilderness is going on around you, Eden, the word says, changes it. So when you go into presence, everything goes into a different place called garden living, praise God, or stress-free living. Still with me? Let's look at some more verses here. Amen. Let's go to, uh, let's see, 1 Corinthians 8, please. 1 Corinthians 8. First Corinthians 8, and it says this in verse 3, But if anyone loves God, look at your neighbor and say, I hope you love God. Anyone loves God, this one is known by him, is known by him. Now, the New Living kind of brings it out here. Uh, the person who loves God is the one whom God, here we go, recognizes. Okay, uh, That's the New Living translation, recognizes, which uh, refers to, um, uh, acknowledges, or even honors um, years uh, through the years, I should say, uh, we brought uh, a reference out of Second uh, Timothy about being useful for the master. May recall that. And the word is that uh, you know when you uh, when you live for God and you stay connected to God, you become useful for the master. Amen. And uh, what that just means is you become like a specialty tool in His hand. That what God will look to you, lean on you when a job needs done, will honor you, recognize you. As this word says, known by you is what it's, how it's worded in the New King James. And uh, probably even in the Old King James the same. Uh, but the point is this, praise God, that's what it's talking about. So everything out here begins to shift and change because you made a decision to hang out in here. Because you're in love with God. You're committed and dedicated to God. That's the same Greek word, agapeo. Amen. So let's look at another one here. Let's go to uh, the book of John, chapter 14. Let me give you a few of these here today before I let you go. Are you still hearing me today? All right, John 14. Let's look at verse 15. It says this, If you love me, keep my commandments. Okay, or my commands or my utterances. Okay, now I have a cross-reference in mind. If you look at it in the Greek, it even kind of brings this out. Okay, uh, it says, If you love me, then it says, You will keep my commandments. Okay, it's just a little different, but a different spin on it. Now, a lot of times when we look at this, in fact, uh, you see many references like this, even in 1 John, uh, you get like chapter 2, chapter 3, you get in all this, he starts bringing it out, also brings out by the same text, it starts talking about if you love God, you'll love others. You'll keep his word, you'll keep his commandments, you'll love people. Come on, somebody. I mean, no, that's probably a good thing to do. Amen. But see, a lot of times we read that, we see that. So first thing we think about is if I'm not, we just kind of look at it on from the backside. We kind of think, well, I'm not loving people like I should, so you know, maybe I better, maybe I'm not in love with God, or I'm not keeping the word like I should, so I must not love God. Well, I mean, there's no, you know, I'm not trying to take away from any of that because you know we might need to reevaluate your love walk. Amen. Or your love for God. But the point is this: what he's talking about here is this: that you're not able to even keep it. Until you get there. Because it's, a, it's difficult without his help. Amen. The uh, John uh, 14 here in the, uh, let's see, I think I got it in the 
in the Passion Translation. It says, loving me, this is what it says in the Passion, this is verse 15 of John 14. Loving me empowers you to obey my commands. This is why, get here. This is where you want to hang out. Because it empowers you to do it. Otherwise, what happens is you, 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 you strain, you struggle. This is why I brought out you know, a couple weeks back about uh, stress-free living. Your walk in God shouldn't be a bunch of stress. Your walk in God shouldn't be a bunch of anxiety, a bunch of turmoil. It should be more stress-free living. See, if you hang with him, he empowers you. And that's really what the book of, uh, or chapter 8 of Romans is bringing out. If you allow him to empower you, that no matter what the enemy brings, you can overcome. No matter what situation comes down, uh, down the road, you can conquer it, praise God. No matter what's happening, what, uh, you, you know, the questions, uh, what do I do about this? What do I do about that? The Spirit of God's there, praise God, to help you, empower you, show you, reveal to you, praise God, that no matter what negative thing out there is happening, praise God, he's turning this thing around. Amen. And making it work for you instead of against you. Praise God. Can I hear a big amen? This is how it's meant to work. But he says, you got to come hang with me. See, Christians living out here without that, it's, it's a struggle. It's a struggle. And uh, let, let me just bring up, since I did touch on it, okay, um, love them. Are you kidding me? No, you got to love them. What? Love them. Are you, do you see what they did? Do you see how they're acting? Do you see what they said? No. Right? It's the truth. I mean, it's like, you know, you you, you start picking and choosing. I'm going to love my family. Well, most of the time. See, what happens is out here, if we're not in there, what happens is everything is conditional. Everything's conditional. You get in here and it's like, because you're in love with him and you're one with him, it isn't hard to love people. In fact, you know, um, I, always, I always look at it this way. In, in uh, um, Mark 12, in verse 30, you know, it says, uh, you know, the first and greatest commandment is to love God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, your strength, right? Remember when we did the four chairs about a month back or something like that? And, uh, you know, love God with everything. Then they said the second one like it is to love your neighbor as yourself. There's a reason he put that second. Right? Because if he had put that first, we'd all be in trouble. Okay? But he put it second because in all honesty, it's hard to do that without you being empowered to do that. So when you're loving God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, you're also being empowered to do what's left. That's why he said everything is hinged on these things. I mean, you think about the other commandments. How many know there's more than two commandments? But he says, you do all this and all the rest of it works. It all falls into place. Amen. But it starts with the first one. Love God with everything. Amen. So what that's saying is you got to come into this place because you can't really love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength without hanging in this place. Because it just ain't going to happen. So you come to this place and all of a sudden you recognize, amen, amen, I can do, you get empowered to do whatever. Pretty soon, you're not, you're not overcome with, I can't. You're overcome with, I can do this. Amen. Now, the thing I want to bring out with this, you know, back to Romans 8 a little bit, is that the fact that, see, the enemy is trying his best 
to work things against you through all kinds of circumstances, situations, through uh, uh, maybe he's uh, through things he says. Okay, the word says he's the accuser of the brethren, so he's constantly trying to bring accusation against you. And you think about it when you live out here, and I'm talking about outside of that place, that secret place, out here, you're not going to do everything right. So what happens is you slip up once or twice, or 10, or 20, or 100. Hello, somebody. You slip up. It doesn't even take much. You, just once or twice is enough, because that gives the enemy enough to work with. Is anybody hearing me? So then what happens, then he beats you with condemnation and guilt. And if you go a little bit further on in Romans 8, we talking about who, who shall bring a charge against God's elect? I'm the one that justifies. I'm the one that set this thing in order. I set my son to pay a price for you. Well, if you're out here, see what happens is all that, not only did you make the mistake and there's the guilt of the fact that you made the mistake, but now the enemy hits you. You say, you call yourself a Christian. Oh, yeah. But see, you go in here. You say, Lord, I made a mistake. He says, yeah, I know. And the enemy said, doesn't matter what he said. What do I think of you? Well, I think you love me. In fact, double thumbs up emojis. Right? Because when you get in here, it's like all of a sudden it all shifts and stops. It doesn't matter what's going on out there. And again, pastor didn't say that doesn't exist. It's all out there. But when you come in here, it's like it all stops and shifts. Now, see, it's shifting, and now all things are working together for good for you. That even what the enemy meant for evil and harm is now being shoved back in his face. That even though he set a trap, amen, God steered you around that thing, or over that thing, or away from that thing, amen, and it ends up being something that's turned back on him. All things, everybody say all things. All things. All things. All things. All things. This is going on. Oh. All things. Are working together for me. Somebody says, well, I, 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 I'm a little nervous about the presence of God. You get in here, yeah, that all goes away. You know, when I first started, uh, you know, going in, you know, tapping tap presence, you know, I found out first right off the bat that all the things I was nervous about, about coming into this place, it, it all went. Because there's, there's nothing to be nervous about in this place. There's nothing to be scared about in this place. There's nothing to be anxious about in this place. There's nothing overwhelming in this place other than maybe his love for you. But really, in all honesty, it's in this place that everything starts working. It's in this place. Come on now. It's in this place that all that stuff is trying to force you in a direction or whatever. You come into this place, and all of a sudden, God puts everything right, steer you right, puts you on the right path. Praise God. Here you go. And even though a, a, an hour ago something was different, you come into this place. And everything can shift in seconds. Amen. Now, the, the key is to try to, as Trudy brought out, the key is try to stay in that place. Mm -hmm. 
Look at your neighbor and say, that'd be a good place to stay right there. Huh? I want to, uh, I want to bring something. Uh, I thought it'd be worthy of doing this. Maybe we'll close with this one, I think. Back to 1 Corinthians. And we're going to go to chapter 2 this time. Now, in context, he's talking about the difference between the wisdom of God versus the wisdom of men or the wisdom of, of the enemy, okay? And he, makes, he, he pulls a verse out of Isaiah, and he quotes it, and then he, makes, he changes it based on the New Covenant thing here. But look at verse 9. He says, I has not seen nor ear heard nor have entered into the heart of man the things, everybody say things, things which God has prepared or provided, okay, so it's talking about provision, prepared for those who love him. Now, of course, that's out of Isaiah. He's talking about the eye hadn't seen it, the ear hadn't heard, hasn't entered the heart of man yet, but there's something that's been prepared for man. But verse 10 now brings it into a place for you and me. It says, but, right, which means there's something changing here, but God has revealed or literally means uncovered them uh, to us, Everybody say, to us. Smile real big at your neighbor and say, that means for you. All right, to us, through his spirit, for the spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. Now, the thing I'm trying to bring out is that you come into this place. Now, the God's going to start showing you things. Sometimes out here, the whirlwind, we think there's only one way to live it. Maybe we grew up, you know, uh, grandma uh, bought it and we all... Or grandma taught it and we all bought it. There you go. That's something like that. Or maybe, you know, that's what dad did. That's what grandpa did. We're not making fun of grandma and grandpa. It's, amen. We're just saying that, praise God, it could be all for generations. We thought this is the way it had to be. And so we do everything we can to live a life with this whirlwind going around us, just trying to make ends meet, doing what we have to, you know, trying to, you know, uh, in a sense we're, uh, you know, working hard here, straining at this, struggling at this, fatigued because of this, uh, stressed out because of this, and all this stuff we're trying to make work. God says, uh, over here, you come hang out with me, come commune with me, and I'll start showing you some things, things that you've never seen before. Things that you've never heard before. Things that have never even entered into your heart. But I want to show you something because all of this, you're working a little bit overtime on stuff that you don't need to work overtime on. Strain at and struggle at. You're called to walk in the garden with me and let me breathe into you the breath of life every day. And when I'm doing that, I'm showing you things. I'm giving you creative ideas. I'm showing you how to do this. I'm telling you what to say here, what to say there. You know, even in raising our kids, if we don't watch it, we do everything what our parents did. Now, I, hopefully you had, you know, godly parents, and, you know, they did it right, but I have found that most probably not so. And so we, what we do is we, we, uh, we either do this. We either say, I'm going to do it just like my parents did or exactly the opposite. Okay, neither one's right. Somebody said, well, if you knew my parents, you said, no, neither one's right. The idea is to be led by God. Because what happens is we try to lead our, you know, our family and do business and, and our marriage and raising of the kids and everything based on how, as everything that's happened over the years, through the years, through the decades, 
And you may be just straining at stuff you got no business straining at. See, you go into here, the Spirit of God gives you things. He shows you things. He breathes into you the breath of life. And as Elihu said in the book of Job, he, he gives me life through that breath. He gives me understanding through that breath. When he breathes into me, amen, I understand things different. I see things different. I, the way I hear it is different. How I receive it in my heart is different. Amen. It's different. Amen. And so God says it's in that place. So he's calling us to that place. But God has revealed or uncovered them to us through his spirit. For the spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. Everybody say the deep things. Oh, it's getting deep. It's getting deep. You say, what does that mean? Well, inexhaustible. Um, abundant, immense amounts. It's referring to all kinds. It's like it goes so, so much beyond the normal head can grab hold of. And so God says, if you will come in here, I'll give you the ideas that will make that part of your life work. Now, the reason I mentioned the kids earlier is because, uh, you know, early on, you know, we had, we had two perfect kids. Now, you know that's a lie. They weren't perfect. They were good kids, but they weren't perfect. And they had things we had to work through just like any other parent would have to work through kid things. Come on. But I found when you got a word from God, it worketh. And sometimes, see, I, I'm a, I'm a, uh, what's the best way to word it? I'm a, um, I'm an instructor, a coach. <laughs> so, you know, something's going on with the kids. I like, all right, sit down. We're going to talk this out. Now, here's the deal. I'm going to show you up two, two hours later. <laughs> My kids are going, just beat me, will you? All right. <laughs> Somebody say, well, there might be a time for that once in a while, but I found that in God, sometimes it's just a word. Sometimes it's just a statement. Are you with me? You talk about business. Sometimes we think we have to do business like everybody else does business. Trudy brought that out about finance. There's, a, there's God's economic system, and there's the world's economic system. Now, there are times when you're flowing in God's economic system that's going to tap and flow and work through things in the world's economic system. But if you're just going to live your financial life, so to speak, in the world's economic system, then you're subject to how it goes. But in God, it could be a different ballgame. So God could give you one word that could change that whole financial situation. Give you one idea that'll change that whole thing. You know, you try to do your marriage like everybody, you know, and you strain, you struggle, you, you, you try to make it work, and, and one minute you say, well, maybe I'm, I'm, I'm not loving enough, maybe I'm too loving, maybe I'm too merciful, maybe I'm too this, maybe I'm too that, not enough this, not enough that, not enough this. That'll wear you out. That'll wear you out. So in God, God shows you how to do it where well, you don't wear out. 
and not only show you how to do it, but as we read earlier, he will empower you to do it. That, my friends, is so key. You get to some of these, you know, scriptures, and it has this whole blown list of do's and don'ts. And so you start going down the do's and don'ts, and you go, well, that one is so hard. I think I can do that one. Oh, my gosh. I don't think I could do that one. Well, God says, well, you come hang with me. All right. Let me show you how to do this. Okay. And all of a sudden, it doesn't look so hard anymore. Loving people. I know sometimes I, I kind of get on that one. Because I'm a pastor. I love everybody. <laughs> what? What? Come on. See, it doesn't just work because I'm a preacher. In fact, I see probably even more stuff. Never mind, I'll leave that alone. The point is this. It only worketh when you're in a Godeth. When you're in God, it works. When you love God, honor God, amen. And then it says, it said, and the called or the united of the purpose, the design, amen, that you're called to, it works. It always works. And that's what it's meant to do, is work for you and me. Amen? God isn't trying to keep anything from you. There are mysteries of the kingdom, but the word's real clear. They're not mysteries hidden from you. They're hidden for you. And the more you hang out in that place, you receive those mysteries, those, those insights, those, those little bitty nuggets, those things that'll help you, that word from this and a word for that, and I guarantee you, makes this thing doable. Did you get something today? Give the Lord praise. Come on now. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to watch the video of this message, head over to vimeo.com forward slash WO victory or go to Jerry Roberts Ministry on Roku. For more information about who we are and what we do here at Order Victory, check out the website at wovictory.org. That's wovictory.org. See you there.